Well, folks, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Obsessions podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us once again. And uh, we're pumped to be here. It's going to be a really tasty conversation. Um, and uh, yeah, my name is Mark Gatrovsky. I mean, with Sergi Gatrovsky. <laughs> Sergi always laughs at this because we never introduce our names, but I'm like, man, new guests are listening. You never know who's going to listen. So might as well give them a, uh, some names. So. Um, while Sergi pours some batching, keeps you guys entertained, I'm going to get my hat because my hair just looks like a rat's nest this, <laughs> this evening. So oh. I'll be right back. Man, I'm really looking forward to this brew because I am tired. Man, oh, you're you're leaving the house. Man, there goes the door. Man, well. Oh, man. One, one thing about this pour, I'm pouring in a completely different cup. Uh, it's a created co-cup because I've been doing a lot of latte art and this cup was in the office but this specific cup with the coffee and this is like nice little tasty lighting set up in the office reminds me of jonathan gagney's uh cover for the book uh, you actually took photos physics? of that yeah the physics book like oh, this nice. this yeah, view yeah. right here like i think the color of the coffee and this it's cup true. and the lighting it's true yeah it's a good old cover good yeah. that that's one patreon i'm super proud that i was from day one are you still patreon no no <laughs> sorry jonathan jonathan I've cut until, out until, you, until you find oh okay fair yeah. enough fair enough yeah i don't you know i used to support good old buddy boy lance i've yeah. kind of dropped that one dropped oh. kyle's I, I need i need to throw some cash their way they deserve it <laughs> dude well folks speaking of throwing cash look at this new baseball cap <laughs> no baseball? this isn't a baseball cap this is a trusty uh the meter trucker. Dude, it's, it's, you kinda, you're kind of beating it down and wearing it a lot. No, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not wearing it a lot. It just sits in my car, which is the oh, worst place. that's the worst for a hat. Yeah, yeah, so I just did the wrong thing. I need to take no. better care of my hats. Maybe I'll just need to buy one from us again. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. All right. This is awful. Told you. I told you. What'd you tell me? I needed to go finer on this. You think so? I think so. Or is it overextracted? <laughs> I don't think it's neither. No. Actually, it needs to go finer. It needs to go finer. It's underextracted it's so for sure. Under-extracted. It's a kind of a gross it's, sour. Yeah, sh- sharp and sour. Yeah. Hey, can you go grab a LaCroix for me from the fridge? Oh, yeah. I'll probably need to cleanse my palate on this one. A little dehydrated. You can grab yourself one too if you want. Use some stemma. I can't talk. I can't speak. It's going to be a tough one. Serge, give us a rundown. What's this coffee? Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, I know this is a really disappointing mm-hmm. brew, which I'm bummed about. But on pour over, it was much better. My brews and your brews, mm-hmm. from what you've said. Um, what are you tasting on it? Wait, first tell us what this. what is yeah. this coffee? Yeah, this is a coffee from uh, the island of Lombok uh, in the village of Senaru. And produced by our buddy, Taylor. Um, if y'all have been following the mirror journey, um, y'all are aware that we have invested in, in a coffee farm, small little uh, coffee farm, not really something to boast about, but we're super stoked on the journey that's been happening. Uh, we were able to build a couple of greenhouses for some Robusta coffees. And I'm um, about it's that. just that for was, the village. That like, was a fun yeah, project. It was, it was a good project for the for the village, but we also helped um, Taylor get some uh, like uh, moisture meters, kind of the general tools for 
to help processing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Taylor like nailed it, like hit it out of the park, this coffee. There's a few reasons this coffee should not taste good. And that simply it's very low elevation. Hey, this mic is just bothering me. So I'm just yeah. going to lower this. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Go for it. Um, so, oh man. <laughs> Sorry. I was <laughs> like, what is this fine. amateur hour? Yeah. Oh, it's like pointing it's like, up. Did we just start it. a podcast yesterday? No. Um, but yeah, it was like, like even Taylor, when I, when we were talking about the coffee, he was like, dude, I don't want to overhype this coffee. Um, it actually, I think this is one of the first harvests that he's ever done a, mm-hmm. of this coffee. Um, and it didn't score high. It was like, I think the highest score in it was at 83, eight, but it's a, um, anaerobic, uh, it's an anaerobic, uh, multi-washed or what's the, it's washed a couple of times. So it's not a natural, but it's got mm-hmm. some of those complex anaerobic uh, washed, anaerobic washed uh, flavors excellent. that I, I really enjoy. I think, I think anaerobic washed may be one of my favorite processing methods right now. You know, that's, I'm same here. I think after our Columbia that we have right now, the Java, uh, from Elias and Shady, mm-hmm. that really, I was like, cause I'm, I was a lot for a long time, like just throwing all anaerobic coffees out the window and I'm like, Oh, okay. That's not the issue. There's something else that's that's the issue that could be fixed yeah. that can actually produce an outstanding cup, like incredible. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think like sipping this right now, like what I am still blown away by this coffee being an Indonesian low elevation um, and just Taylor killing it. And it's just juicy. It's still got good acidity. Um, and we didn't have time to dial in this coffee. It was one batch. Let's see what happens. Yeah, um, we had literally what six pounds, five, five, yeah, six pounds, and, six pounds. Uh, yeah, that's it. We've never roasted a coffee at this low of elevation yeah. with this kind of processing from this origin. Like the odds were literally stacked up against us. It's fine. Taylor brewed it. Uh, he brewed it in Indonesia because he with his water it's there, true. and he was saying like absolutely like blown away it was so tasty like we both picked up dry fruit yeah a little bit of berry on it just a little on the hint a hint on mm-hmm. the back end um but very nice sweetness the sweetness you don't expect to get yes. from a low elevation coffee and an yes. arabica especially where they've been predominantly growing a robusta coffee so that's yeah. just a win big win and yeah. the coffee is rare i think taylor only harvested i don't know if it's 20 pounds or 20 kilos like for the local village yeah. for his cafe that he runs and operates there. Like that, that was it. Like this coffee never got exported apart from Taylor bringing it in a sack to the United States and shipping yeah. it to us from Florida. Yeah. I mean, it's a gem. It's rare. It's like a gem lot. Yeah. And, yeah. Just not quite up to score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I will say, you know, when you, um, that this uh, this was fun, you know, to not just to roast, dial in a five pound batch of a coffee we've never done before, giving it a whirl, and then the roast actually ended up working out. I don't know how that uh, worked. Yeah, probably would have went a little darker. That's yes. the only yeah, thing. That's the only thing. But I was yeah. also scared to go too dark, so that's why we like mm-hmm. dropped it. We're like just uncertain. It was like, yeah. of course, panic in the min- in the moment of roasting yeah. of you know this five pound five pounds of this you know different coffee, and so. Um, the excited, this was an exciting project, both not because of our history with Taylor in mm-hmm. Indonesia and um, how we've invested into into these um, villages, but I think this was exciting for me also is that um, 
I also we also got to roast this, and then we got to brew this, and then we got to send it right back to Taylor, to Indonesia, yeah, and yeah. to and then overall to Indonesia, yeah, yeah. and then for Taylor to <clears throat> drink it and be like, oh my gosh, this is really much better than I was expecting. That whole full circle is like, mm-hmm. is like so good. Yeah. Just and that has you know that is more of just like an emotional I think and mental thing for me. A hundred percent. Where I'm like. This brings me so much. This probably brings me as much joy as it would be to get a geisha and just knock it out of the park. You know, there's like, yeah. there's just something, um, something, something intriguing there. But I think also, uh, the fact that, you know, when you told me, hey, like, this is just an 83, 82, 83 coffee, I was like, I was expecting something really bad. Yeah. However, when we roasted it and when we, um, when I brewed it for the first time, I drank it. It was such an easy drinker. Mm-hmm. It was way more complex than I thought. The first thing I told you was like like dried fruit as well. Yeah. Uh, has nice acidity. And I was like, wait a second. Like, this is an 83? Mm-hmm. Like, and like uh, for all you listeners right now, like think back to the last time you tasted an 83. Mm-hmm. Most of us probably listening to this podcast i'm being very i'm, yeah. I'm assuming so yeah. forgive me if i'm wrong but most of us listening to this podcast have probably never tasted an 83 coffee yeah and that's shocking yeah like apart from maybe blenders who knows sure yeah sure potentially, potentially. but of course most of the people listening to this podcast i think are more uh probably not maybe not yeah maybe i was spoke too soon but but even then you know like if you get like an onyx coffee lot blend um, those are probably not always 83s, no. you know? Yeah. And so uh, what, what shocked me was that it was much better than I was expecting. And maybe yeah. the 83 score is just too low for it, potentially. But this is not inflated. I think it's worse when you get scores that are like an 88. Right, somebody like said, oh, this is, this is an 85, 86, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. But I, you know, the this just brought a lot of context yeah. to my grading scale. Because I don't drink coffees very often in that range. And so for me to think, okay, this is an 83 scored by a Q grader. And then I'm drinking these 86s. And then we get coffees from coffee importers that say, hey, this coffee is 87, sometimes 88. Sometimes sometimes these importers are saying 89 and stuff like that. Um, And so this helped bring some kind of context. I'm like, wait up. If this is an 83. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've, I, it's hard yeah. to say that I would, you know, that, you know, we would be jazzed about this yeah. and releasing in, you know, all this stuff. But at the same time, like, this changes how I see 85s. Yeah. Because now my perception of 85, I'm like, y- you have to be much better. Much better. Yeah. And th- that's, yep. that set the bar high for an 83, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I'd take this 83 and I'd be happy with it. So. Yep, fun fun little journey. Yeah. I mean, in contrast with this episode, mm. a freaking mm-hmm. drinking in 96. Like, yeah. holy crap, yeah. folks. <laughs> That's pretty wild. That's a big... That, listening, who of you yeah. listening yeah. first drank in 83, but yeah. I have enjoyed in 96. 96. Not Dang. inflated. I don't want to talk about coffee review. The coffee yeah. review, um, there's like a website you can send. Plus, yeah. Like they're called coffee review. Their scores are ridiculously inflated. Like you send them any coffee, they'll put a 90 on there. (laughs) It's insane. Um, Sorry if you're listening to this, but, uh, (laughs) uh, but 
yeah, this was a freaking 96 at Proud yep. Mary. Um, just to give a little introduction, um, this coffee is a Finca Hart from uh, Finca Hartman in Panama. It's a geisha, natural processed. Uh, they called it the Black Jaguar. Yep. Um, and scored at a 96. First place, best of Panama. Mm-hmm. Roasted by Proud Mary. Uh, coming in at a whopping, whopping $2,000 a pound. Green. Holy crap. Yep. Green. Let alone with some loss, that number goes up very quickly. Mm-hmm. With some dialing, one brew dialing, the yeah. coffee just went up twenty bucks a pound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, um, I, I remember hearing Nolan talk about this coffee on the Map It Forward podcast. I enjoyed that episode. Actually, yeah. all right, before you go on, I'll say, hey, if you want to know more about this coffee or Proud Mary or Nolan, Nolan. or yep. actually. just a really powerful conversation Mm -hmm. about life about business about family about everything it's lisa far map it forward podcast with nolan from Mm -hmm. proud mary give it a listen but yeah uh during that episode is when he kind of dropped that conversation about getting the bop coffee and um purchase because i i don't think correct me if i'm wrong they did not bid on this auction they bought it from someone who won the auction. Oh, okay. Is that correct? I, I don't know. So. I don't know. All right. Well, fact check me, folks. I may be wrong. But I remember in that conversation that he brought up the coffee, the price of it, and uh, the possibility of like a pound of it going to uh, Portland and a pound going to Austin and something like a maybe like a pound in Melbourne or something. Low quantity. That's the point. Insanely low quantity. And that's when I text you and said have you heard about this this is insane this is coming the the best supposedly the best coffee in the world historically to this day right now is gonna be in portland at proud mary and that's when i was like we have to try this like how how do how do we do this no matter no Mm -hmm. matter what like this is no matter what happens, whether this coffee is going to be roasted next level or roasted awful, this is a once-in-a-lifetime yes. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the point um, to do that. And then my second thought was the intrigue of, like, the cost. Because I think Nolan threw out, at like, a number of something like, you know, 120 to $150 a cup or something like that. I don't know. A pour-over. Yeah, on and a pour-over. Like, it's a 10-ounce pour-over. Like, an 8-ounce yeah. pour-over. It's a small pour-over. Like, the yeah. dose is, like, 15 grams. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So like all with all that combined, the intrigue was high through the roof. Yeah, and I was like, "What? What? What does this taste like? What's the value?" Um, just a lot of questions came up. Um, but time, time came, and I honestly uh, missed out. Didn't get to go. Yes, tough call, but I had to make it. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, but you went. Yes, Dude, your journey was crazy because you were in Guatemala crazy journey yeah i yeah yeah if I, dude this podcast is gonna be like an hour long uh it's crazy like we're like about to get on the plane from guatemala and then all of a sudden I, we hear flights are canceled flights are rescheduled oh, no. and i'm like there's no way i'm making it to the bop <laughs> brew i missed out because of some flight because i was supposed to fly in 8 9 p.m the night before mm-hmm. anyways long story short we figured out after during a layover that the guy who told us that, w- that our flights were canceled uh completely just spooked us like false alarm mm. oh it was frustrating but anyways uh got back flew into vancouver at 9, 8 8 p.m 9 p.m was about to drive home drive out 
after making a quick pit stop at home, literally I'm like 20 minutes out and I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I'm so freaking exhausted. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, no way I'm going to drive into Portland at 2 a.m. Yeah. Literally went back, took a little nap, uh, woke up and then ripped down to Portland. Yeah. Um, and that was crazy. I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll save the story for the, for the vlog because <laughs> yes, a vlog totally. is coming yeah, up. Yeah, I, I filmed yeah. it all because it's cool. so, because it's so special, yeah. you know? And I think when you ask yourself like, okay, when you envision a $150 cup of coffee, yeah. what do you even think about? Yeah. When you think about a 96 coffee, what do you even, what comes to mind? Actually, I could not, I had no idea what to yeah. think. Like you can't. You don't have to even have a frame of reference. You just know, oh, it's better than the last 90 you've had. Yeah. And um, so regardless, you know, it's a special coffee. Last time I had a really expensive cup of coffee was a, uh, I think it was either from Manhattan, a narrative, or the last yeah. memorable one was a George Howell, 15 bucks for a pour over. Yeah. And uh, it was incredible. Yeah. It tasted like super buttery like i remember the texture of it just tasted like almost like butter mm -hmm. like um it was crazy yeah. but anyways this was like an experience similar and so i literally drove down there uh picked up the last brew and and proud mary yeah. uh and yeah <laughs> do we do we go into a taste review right now or do we like let's do a taste review right now but yeah. only if the folks listening yeah will still go watch the the, the vlog because the, oh. the vlog is worth. don't give away too much like save it, save it for the vlog um we've kind of talked about it but we didn't talk even you and i didn't really talk about it in yeah. detail uh i'm just curious like what like i think i think my biggest question is when you're going into a cafe and you're willing to drop 150 dollars a cup like do you want it to like tastes just crazy like what what kind of flavors are you expecting or wanting or the other question is are your flavors and expectations set by proud mary presenting the coffee to you and you're kind of open-minded and you're just expecting to receive whatever they're willing to offer yeah i think i i walked into this with more of like on receiving whatever the offer yeah. i had i i try to like once again like i'm trying to figure think about like what should i even expect because mm -hmm. all my 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 previous cups of coffee like the couple visits that we've made together to proud mary yeah. have been mind-blowing and mm -hmm. those are pour overs that are like 12 13 bucks mm -hmm. and they were mind-blowing they were ex ex ast yeah. astounding coffees and i'll think about times 10 yeah and you're like what do you even think and so I just walked in knowing, hey, Primary is one of my favorite roasters out there. I know they're gonna; it's gonna be exceptional. I also had some fears because I I know what it's like to have five pounds of a coffee. And listen, the Indonesia that we're drinking it didn't cost us almost anything. Yeah. But at two thousand dollars a pound, listen, you're roasting. The stakes are high, so to speak. Yeah. And not only that, you know. It could be an excellent roast, yeah. but what happens when the brew gets... Like, the amount of times I've used the same grind size and it's clogged. Yeah. Like, that happens. And you yeah. can't even... You can't even... You can't foresee that. Right. You know, you 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 pour something wrong, your flow rate's a little... And then, yeah. boom. And so, I just walked in there with saying, hey, I'm doing this. And we, we've talked about this also on the podcast a lot. And I it, it just keeps, like, reaffirming me. And I think there's something on this. Mm -hmm. Um 
I, I'm like, this is an experience. Right. It, yeah. I'm paying $150 not just for the taste of the coffee, but everything in general. Mm-hmm. From the moment that I walk into the cafe to the greeting, yeah. to the brew, to the... Uh, to the to the smells, the dry mm-hmm. smells, the coffee smells, to the chatter with the baristas, to yep. you know um, everything. Yeah, and so I was like, I'm just here to receive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think for us, those who work in the industry, those are who are familiar with the industry, uh, there is a frame of reference that man, that $150 a cup isn't simply um, all going you know, to Proud Mary. There's a cost and there's an expense to be serving this kind of coffee. Um, so we kind of get that. The funny thing is I had to check in on some headlines with that because th- thinking about that, I'm like, man, what, what were the general headlines? And like the headlines were kind of interesting. Um, so there's a good old, like it, it made it on like business news. And like, I think, listen, a part of yeah. this, I will say, I, I think, I think this is important to know is that part of wanting to experience this is because I actually haven't, haven't even heard of a $150 pour over. Yes. There's like intrigue. It's, it's literally 100%. unheard of that, yeah. it, that that exists in the States. Yeah. Like, so you can't, you won't be able to get it after this. Like yeah. there won't be a cafe that's going to be doing this. Yeah. And so there was a, a bit of that. And I think yeah. that's important to think about. In when, context. In yeah. context. So. Yeah, because th- these headlines, like it says, Texas and Oregon cafes reportedly sell out of $150 per cup coffee. That was fast. Uh, $150 cups of coffee sell out in one day at Portland Coffee Shop. It was even quicker than one day. It was what, hours? Half a day. Uh, yeah, it was like insanely quick. So I feel like the, a lot of the news headlines, and of course business news, anything that that's going to be taught, that kind of frame of reference from mm-hmm. business or economy is going to be talking about money. But I feel like the emphasis obviously was on the price tag. Yes. Um, which which also can, um, can be a little bit misleading if you're just headline reading. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what's going on there, you don't um, understand like the C market, you don't understand... Uh, the bigger picture economics of coffee as a commodity and as specialty. So there's a lot at question there. And I think one of the biggest thoughts that ran through my mind after knowing that you got the coffee, after knowing that there's a very big price tag, and then reading the headlines, I thought, will this automatically make people think, man, all of this excessive price tags on these big coffees even like the 18 dollar pour overs 20th cafes might proud mary's just cashing in on this just making a lot of money and i think that can also be like this general misleading misconception when Mm -hmm. you see a price tag um but we all know like especially for us we know that that's not the case that when you have cafes when you have roasteries when these big coffee companies are presenting something as beautiful that and with that experience mm-hmm. that there is a big and a major expense to um, bring that in considering that that coffee itself was an auction coffee mm-hmm. the price wasn't just set by um, the Hartman family yeah. and it wasn't just like hey we want you to buy this coffee at 2000 yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. there was an auction for it so that means the value came up with that coffee based on the demand so someone was willing to be like, right, hey, right. this coffee deserves this price. So the the price tag 
was not even set by the producer or the family. It was set by the demand. You know, that's that's such a good point because it shifts all of a sudden from, I, I mean, may, maybe not fully, maybe not, not fully, entirely, no. but it shifts from thinking like, oh, this is just a coffee that was, um, is just a scam. Right. And just somebody decided to sell for an ungodly amount of money. Exactly. But because at some point in an auction, if you don't want to bid on it, if you don't think it's worth it, you just, you don't have to buy it. Like nobody's forcing you to. Yeah. And I get it. There's a, there's a bit of status in there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to serve at a thousand dollar a pound coffee at my cafe. Like yeah. I get that. But honestly, from a business perspective, that's, if that's the only reason you're bidding on something at that price point, mm-hmm. those are some high risks. Right. Because you won't bid that on the 83 coffee. Right. A hundred percent. Because the yeah. risk there, the ROI is negative. Yeah. Exactly. And so that just tells you that there are people who thought it was valuable enough mm-hmm. and it scored that 96. That's an on that's insane. Yeah. And so there is more value to this than just it being a bean. Mm-hmm. And I think people um, complete, like it's, it's especially in the world of headline reading. Yeah. You miss exactly. out on the context, context. on the details. Yep. Like a lot of these people are probably not coffee people who yeah. don't really understand the craft yeah. of how hard it is to roast a coffee like that. Yeah. How hard it is to brew a coffee, how hard it is to create such an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, let alone being the person, like the risk that you're taking on yeah. is like, is massive. Yeah. So, and also taking the risk on the fact that will we even sell out of yeah, these doses? Totally. Like what if no one shows up? And I think there uh, is a, chance, there is for a chance for that. I, I'm not, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think Proud Mary has to worry about that. They're mm-hmm. pretty renowned. But that also puts put that in context, the fact that Proud Mary can boldly approach that coffee and say, we can present this coffee. Like that, that's, that's also, that's a big deal. That's something in my opinion should be honored. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not to hold like one company above the others. Like every mm-hmm. company has its, you know, there, there's problems in everything. I'm of not course. saying like, I don't, I don't know Nolan personally. Yeah. I think he's a great guy from what I know about him, but I don't know him. Yeah. I don't know Proud Mary that well. I just visit the cafe. But you know, like there is some kind of like honor to that prestige. Yeah. Not this honor where it kind of elevates and separates, but it allows this presentation to happen, allows that experience to happen that maybe someone smaller like you and I wouldn't approach that coffee. No, no, no. Like we wouldn't. Like we just don't. That's not possible. You know. So yeah. to have someone that's willing and to then create that accessibility for you, yeah. out of all people, for you yeah. to be able to experience that coffee. Um, and again, like we want to make sure that everyone listening understands the context here. Like we're not saying that this coffee is for everyone. Like it might not, it's not a good idea for everyone to buy a $150 cup of coffee and it's not made like that, like openly wide for everyone. Um, but there is that experience context and to be able to present that well, I think deserves the honor. 100%. Um, and so I think a part of the other reason is why I think I love not only the fact that there were articles written, there was getting some press, some heat 
um, both good and bad, you know, I think, uh, I think this just goes to show that both caught in the coffee industry and outside the coffee industry, I think people still don't really can't grasp what exceptional, like what exceptional craftsmanship and coffee means Mm -hmm. like like we've gotten used to five-star michelin you know restaurants Mm -hmm. sure you walk in and everything from probably the freaking water that you drink to literally the dessert that you order which i don't know who knows what could be like a hershey's kisses on a plate and it costs (laughs) three thousand dollars you know like and we're used to that we're totally we totally most of us can kind of comprehend what a $500 bottle of yeah. wine is like all these things and nobody can still comprehend that coffee can be this expensive yeah. and i think th- there's a couple of reasons behind that well a to start off with i think this is why stuff like this is good mm-hmm. it's because i think it broadens people's minds and expectations and gives them some kind of intrigue like Ooh, what is that? It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, the fad about like the, the, what is it? Uh, Kopi Luwak, the, the oh, cat, yeah, the cat monkey poop, poop coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> coffee. Yeah. Like that. It's like people hear that and they're like, whoa, what? Yeah. And then they find something new about it and then mm-hmm. they realize it's super expensive coffee and stuff like uh-huh. that. But everybody knows about it. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, oh, okay, so people are learning. Mm-hmm. And so the stuff like this, people are just learning. That, hey, there's actually this weird side of coffee that mm-hmm. you have, you know, the classic Starbucks drive throughs and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, whoa, there's something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but also on the other hand, uh, I think it just goes to show how as a coffee industry, we've done such a bad job at educating people and sharing about the craftsmanship, the story, the narrative, mm-hmm. the journey and the process of coffee. Like we've done, we've just done a bad job to yeah. And the only thing that people have to cling on is what is supported by big, massive corporations with a lot of money mm-hmm. and who have pushed a certain kind of narrative to sell what they want to sell, which unfortunately is not, um, you know in some ways not the healthiest for the industry or not uh quite the best yeah and they've just had that opportunity because well they have all the resources in the world and unfortunately we've just done a bad job yeah for sure i mean in in sneaker culture like there's so many one there's a lot of collabs and a lot of like crazy stuff that's coming out but it seems to be like at least in and i feel like in my circle like everyone knows that like sneakers can cost anywhere from like for example the new tiffany co sneakers air force ones air force one is a very basic shoe but it was collabed with another company and all of a sudden everyone knows like the shoe deserves to be like 4x the price of what a regular air force one is and that that's normal like you know what i mean there's a kind of a bigger knowledge and bigger understanding it's not for everyone but it's normal and i and i feel like even though sneaker culture is still a niche but that niche is kind of more educated than the giant of coffee you know second highest traded commodity in the world and we are still misunderstanding like concepts that not all coffee is equal and the same yeah yeah so yeah there there is a lack of like I, i i 
I feel like every single time we talk about this, I think of Lisa Farr saying again, not to bring her up, but she's a, she has some important information to say. And she always yeah. says like, when you say coffee, like, what does that even mean? Right. Yeah. And yeah. W- like, we're talking about green coffee. We're talking about roasted coffee, we're talking about a cup of coffee. We're talking about instant coffee and it's all lumped under the brand coffee. Um, and there's not enough distinction, not enough conversation, not enough, um, just general like information out there to help people categorize things mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is just my, uh, cup yeah, of Joe, yeah, yeah. like just to get some caffeine. So I feel alert. And then this is a $150 cup. They're the same thing, but they're also not even close to the same thing. So, um, yeah. So I think this does create some intrigue, creates room for conversation and, um, brings up the question, like, you know, like why, like, why are these prices the way they are, uh, the, the way they're set. And one of the things that I absolutely love that proud Mary did is like before the release, they had that video on Instagram. I mean, if you're listening to the pod this far, you yeah. probably go watch the video. It's very good. It's about a three minute video about, uh, think Hartman and it's just excellent education. Like it tells you yeah. how much, how much time, how this is like a legacy farm. It's past a generational, like yeah. how much was invested into bringing this beautiful cup of coffee, how they take mm-hmm. care of the land. That's like, you kind of like chuckled out. He's like, Hey, do you know, it's a bird, like a, Hell yeah, it's dude. a bird preserve. All about like birds. I'm a bird watcher. <laughs> yeah. I freaking love birds. Like, and to know that these folks are not just like growing coffee with like high intention and a lot of like uh, attention to detail um, and quality, but they're also like preser- preserving the forest. They're mm-hmm. preserving the animals. They're creating this eco sustainable and eco friendly place to see flourish, not just to make a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think like when that narrative shifts, I think it, it makes a very different experience in looking at a price tag like $150 and then being able to actually partake in that cup of coffee. So to yeah. me, that was super special. I was like, I was pretty hyped watching that video. Yeah. And just to even see how Proud Mary rolled it out like I think it was like a week before days before uh, to set the standard. And it, to me, it almost felt like they were removing the spotlight off of themselves. This wasn't about like them and serving this coffee. This was about, um, think of Hartman and all the hard work that they put in. Yeah. Just extraordinary. And, you know, oftentimes nowadays we, I don't know if I should even say this, but like it's become cool to just trash on excellence. Yeah. <laughs> like people, I feel like nowadays it's like everything that's really exceptional that is done to completely different level. It's like you get hate for that and you get hate for, you know, charging more for it because mm-hmm. it took way more time and energy and, I, I know what it's like to build a business. It freaking sucks. And to be good at something, it freaking sucks. If it was easy to be LeBron James, yeah, LeBron James would have been a nobody. Yeah, Like there's a reason why we know the icons of, of history. Yeah. You know, and literally everybody, either from people who changed culture, who changed history, who changed mm-hmm. 
everything. Like, it's not that they just woke up when they did it. It's like a treacherous path. And I think stuff like this, like, it's not like, you know, the Hartman family just woke up one day and were, yeah. was able to pull this off. This is like generational. Like, this yeah. is like, hey, my great, great, great grandfather started this and worked on it and passed it on to the, his son so that he could work on it. And I took the baton from there and moved it even further. Yeah. Listen, we're talking about this wasn't a 10 day, 10 year project. This was like a several decades project. Yeah. I think that deserves some award. Yeah. I think that deserved some kind of, I don't know, a special cost to it because yeah. that's what it, that's what it costs. It mm -hmm. probably costs, it probably costs more energy wise and effort and time and, and everything yeah. than it did for that $150 coffee yeah. because it's built on, on a history of, of learning of, of the, the process. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I, don't know. I, I think we, I think everyone, I, I want to say, I know everyone is a blanket statement, but I want to say like everyone values excellence. We just do it in different areas in different ways. Um, not, yeah. not everyone will value the excellence in coffee or in the coffee industry, but that doesn't mean you won't value the excellence in like, I don't know, comics mm -hmm. or, you know, baseball cards, yes. like everyone's going to, or art, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like everyone values excellence and there is, uh, I think a sense of awe when you find something that is very unique, that was, uh, crafted with hard work that was, mm -hmm. um, crafted with like this next level creativity that's out of this world. Like we all do that. And I think experiencing, um, things like a cup of coffee or tasty food, at least for us, there is that like desire to experience that. And I think um, it's not a common thing that we do, like that we would drop $150 on a cup, no. you know, or even like a $20 pour over, like that, that's not easy to do, to do. No. but there is that like desire to experience someone else's hard work. Yeah. And someone else and and actually like be like i like me like who like wait me i get to experience yeah. your hard work yes your gen like there's honor in that and like yeah. Yeah. no no matter how you uh yeah. process that and learn that I, I would i would take that and i would think about that like man like there's a reason for that there's yeah. a reason we love ford versus ferrari yeah like there's a reason like we love uh things that that speak of that like drive that excellence yeah. so and I think, uh, you know, some, some final words uh, as we wrap up this episode. Uh, and this is, I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed reflecting on this. And I don't think I've gotten to process it this much, mm -hmm. um, my experience. But, um, yeah, why did I just fruit? I just blanked <laughs> on, what were you saying? Um, excellence. Like, we all crave it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, you know, not everybody should be buying $20 pour overs mm -hmm. or $150 cups. And I'm not saying that at all as a way to boast or whatever, as if, you know, I did like, once again, like what well, you said, like I do this on a daily basis. But for mm -hmm. me, it was like, Hey, this is, uh, listen, this is my career. Yeah. I've literally, I'm, I'm planning to give the next decade of my life to this craft at the least. Mm -hmm. And if I do, 
I, I stuff like this, I, I want to experience. I want to know what's up ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what that what that's like. I want to know the boundaries of of this craft and what people, the legends um, around me, what they're doing and mm-hmm. learn from them. Um, and there's definitely a lot of honor in that. Yeah. And I think uh, I, it's, it's not for everyone. Listen, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think somebody who doesn't know coffee as much as maybe I do, or as much as, you know, some of us coffee enthusiasts listening to this, um, it would have been a waste. I'll yeah. tell you that. Everybody's like, hey, was it worth it? And I'm like, listen, um, and the, I'll, I'll give you guys, this yeah. is what I thought about the coffee. Cause you guys were like, well, what'd you think? Yeah. You know, uh, I think the ex- experience was 10 out of 10. The service from the breeze is 10 out of 10. Uh, the, I'll tell you when she was brewing, the uh, head barista at the time, when she was brewing the coffee, I was like, I hope you don't screw this up. I'd, I'd hate yeah. to be in your spot right now. Yeah. And I'm like sitting there looming with my camera over. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, oh, I was yeah. probably giving her so much pressure. Yeah. Brew was pretty darn excellent. Like there's some nitpicky things that I'd probably tweak about, yeah. but that's shut up, Mark. <laughs> you're, you're being annoying. Yeah. Uh, excellent brew. The roast, I'm telling you, I don't know what they roasted on or how much at a time. Man, I don't know how you nailed that with like four or five pounds. Yeah. It was very tasty. Not vegetal, not roasty. Uh, man, the natural processing on it. Chef's kiss. No. You guys know on the pod how much yeah. I don't like naturals. But yeah. wow, no no fermentiness, no booziness. And it had the a lot of complexity mm-hmm. for a natural. I... It, it was extraordinary, I'll say, mm-hmm. once again. Um, and I think uh, now is the coffee itself worth $150 a cup? Um, I don't know. I think like all things like like what Lance said about, you know, the ode. Once you buy the ode, there's diminishing the returns. Return. Yeah. I think that's the thing with everything. Yeah. And same with cameras, same with, yeah. with cars, same with everything. Where that last 10% is going to cost you 5x the price and so could i have gotten just as good of a well maybe close to like on a cup that costs maybe 25 or 50 bucks i'd probably get close Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be the same but it'd be close however once again it's not about the it's not just about the flavor listen yeah it's about the experience and if i could Mm -hmm. pay for that experience i'm happy yeah. Um. And I was pretty stoked about it. Would I do it again? I probably. I would <laughs> probably. Wild, yeah. But if I probably wouldn't be able to do that yeah. like again this year. Yeah. It'd probably be like once in a five year. Yeah. Or you know, but it was definitely something I'd recommend. Like if you're a coffee enthusiast, if you get the chance to, and you can, mm-hmm. um, highly recommend it. Yeah. There you have it, folks. That's the word, the word on the street. It's worth it. It still feels weird <laughs> to think about that. Yeah. I just got to experience that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, but folks, shout out to Proud Mary for delivering the goods, for being such good stewards of such a tasty bean. Um, yeah, go watch the vlog. I don't know mm-hmm. when it's going to come on. I'm going to try to bust that out. Either it's going to go live this weekend, maybe, or next week. Um I want to be a little more intentional with yeah. the edit and stuff and 
bring some explanations to it. But uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. And um, yeah, I don't know. Dope, dope. Rabbit. All right, folks. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to an episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm-Up Sessions podcast. And as always, as we always say, reflect what's good. <laughs>